everyone I've worked with over the years have been my mentors. You need to be able to look at someone who knows better than you in an area and go, okay, that's what I want. I believe in you. Proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to season four of I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor, and over the course of this season, we will be talking with seven individuals who have turned their passion into a career. This time, we are shifting our focus a little, looking at why it's so important to know what your brand is. This episode's guest is championing marketing, helping to show businesses what their expenses are actually doing for them. Dina Syed is the founder of Brand Guru Agency and is joining us on this episode. Welcome, Dina. Oh, thanks for having me, Lizelle. Tell us, who is Dina, what is her business and what is her role? Okay, so um, I'm a brand strategist. So what I do is I um, create brands, the ideas behind the brands, but also the strategy of how to commercialize those brands. And Brand Guru Agency is an integrated branding agency. So we do um, marketing strategy. We make sure that the companies we work with understand how to implement this strategy through an action plan. And we work closely with the directors and the executive team to really make them um, commercialize every idea they've got in order to create cash flow in their business. That's a whole lot to say. <laughs> so Dina, where did your journey start? Well, a long time ago. <laughs> I came here um, on a scholarship to study creative advertising in Curtin University. So back then when you did advertising, it was a lot of psychology, understanding the, the mind and all that. So did this and I got a job as an art director in an ad agency. Did a lot of internship for free in the big agencies in Perth and just, just wanted to learn a lot about oh, wh why do I buy stuff? Like why do, is this ad so funny and interesting? So breaking down a lot of advertising that you see and you start understanding the psychology behind it and why some brands are successful and some are not. So mm -hmm. after doing um, about five years in the advertising world, which was really fun, I decided to get a bit more serious. So I wanted to understand um, more like the strategy and the business side of things because in an advertising agency you don't see that you only see the fun part <laughs> yes. it's like you get the brief from the manager and then they're like you do it but I wanted to understand where does the brief come from um, so I had to, then I did a master's in neuromarketing where you understand more about um, psychology and subliminal advertising all the stuff people don't want you to know about um, and after that I said okay I now want to work in in corporations where I can get my hands on the product because I understood that a lot of the branding is done when the product is created, not at the end where the advertising is made. That's too late. So I got a job at Kelly's Organic Olive Grove. I worked with the Kelly's family. I learned a lot from them. Um, it was amazing. And then I, I went to work at Anchor Foods where I started as the brand manager and I became um, the marketing manager within four years and running all the products basically in that company. I was producing them, running the NPD team, which is the product development team, also working really closely with the production team and the QA. So I understand manufacturing, um, 
creating products from scratch and also distribution. So we worked a lot with Gauss and Woolworths and I, it just gave me this like broad view of business from a whole. So not just marketing now, I got the business part, which is a key part of, of marketing and branding. And after that, I moved to Abco Products and then went an international uh, mass production experience and I got it. And I realized, oh my God, I don't really want to be part of mass production. That's not where what I want to do with my expertise. I, this is not what I want to sell. <laughs> mass-produced products. So I decided, okay, everything I know now, it's, it's so much that a small business owner who have great products do not know about this stuff. They, they just know a little bit. And that's why most small businesses fail. They might have great ideas, but they don't know what to do. So we created the Brand Guru Agency, which is a, you know, an agency that provides strategy and execution to help small business owners really scale their business faster. Well, that is such a wealth of knowledge that you had. If I listen to your journey, moving up to this, working in the bigger brands, go and do the course, understand this, that is gold. And I'm very excited for the idea that you bring it to smaller and new business owners, because you mentioned this, that not a lot of them succeed. A lot of small businesses started up and they just don't succeed. What is the process? If I'm a young business owner that just started up and I realize I don't want to make all the mistakes that all the other business owners had made to be potential one of those that not going to make it, what is the process if they do contact you? Yeah, well, if they contact us, everything, it doesn't matter what size of their business, you know, we've got $50 million businesses approaching us and I treat them exactly like I would treat someone who's just starting you know, a business because everything starts with the strategy. You need to understand who you are, what you do, and why it matters. That's the three questions I ask any business owner. Say that again to us. So it's um, who who you are as a yeah. business owner, right? Who who you are as a person, as a business owner, and the two do like um, interchange. So as a business owner, you are probably um, I would say about ninety percent of the business is you, right? So who are you? What do you do? And why does it matter? Like three questions. Sometimes I spend one hour <laughs> on these three questions with people because strategy process is like an in-depth interview where I ask those questions, but people don't realize because of my neuromarketing background that I'm going into their subconscious mind. So the way I ask it and the way we, the discussion goes, I actually start digging into their subconscious mind and they do it with me. So they, they're like, oh my God, like this afterwards they say, oh, this is like a, I went to the psychology or something, a psychology moment. <laughs> it's like, it was just a full on discussion, but it's an in-depth discussion because I want to understand what's really making you drive this business forward. We have to have a purpose in order to wake up every morning and, you know, do this. It's not easy to run a business. So if I can tap into your purpose as what's driving you and it's emotional, then we can go a lot faster. So when I come to you as a small business owner, you first had a consultation with me yeah. and you do ask me your free gold questions. Yeah, well, that's just a start. So that's yes. the, so the strategy session is two hours. And the first part of it, I explain to you what a brand is. I have to deconstruct it because a lot of people have a misconception of what a brand is. Mm. If I ask people what is a brand, they say, oh, here's my logo, here's my website. Here's my brand color. And I'm like, that's not your brand. So we start by explaining to them that your brand is actually the gut feeling people have about you and your business. 
So today you've met me, when I leave, I leave an impression. That's my brand. <laughs> so they are like, okay, so how can we like put that in a box? We can put that in a box because everything is your brand. Yes. So how you talk, how you stand up, how you present, um, how your staff stands up and presents, um, you know, the color that your packaging is. So all this is actually easy to standardize because every big company or big brand would have a procedure, a process, a template for all this stuff. But a small business owner, everything is in their head. Yes. So my job is to get this out of your head, get all your ideas, your vision, everything out of your head, and then put it in a plan that we can move forward. So we have, over the years, I've accumulated all these processes because I've worked with so many amazing business owners that crazy ideas, you know, and we're just going 100 miles an hour. And I had to create those templates or processes to help me, you know, get the idea quick from them. Because imagine you're working in this big corporation. These people only have five minutes to tell you what they want. So that, like, my little brain just had to, like, capture that. And I'm going, where do I put that? And then I find places to put it. So over the years, I have all these processes and procedures that I can give to my clients. Then and go, as soon as they start working with me, I start putting those marketing processes in place so that they it's not lost, you know. I even have a something in my processes called a car park. So if like, it's a brilliant idea, but I know it's not going to happen for the next two years because of how the business is, I say, we'll put that in the car park. And yes. then every like six months, we revisit the car park and go, mm. okay, what's in there? Mm. Can we take this out now? And are we ready? Everyone who's a startup is so excited. They're excited to do everything. And that's where they can go wrong because they need to take the time to plan, the time to do a strategy, the time to understand that, okay, how much money do I have when I start a business? Not a lot. Probably people have between ten to 50,000. Is this going to last me one year, two years, three years? They need to understand cash flow. They need to understand sales projection. Because in the first six months, you're not going to make a lot of money. So are you okay to invest for six months? Mm. So that's the kind of discussion we have at that level because I want them to succeed. If I go like to them, like any other agency, and go, give me 10 grand for a website, that's like most of their budget, you know? Yes. So we look at whatever they have and I say, okay, you can't afford all this, but I can break it down for you. So, you know, let's just do even our pricing for logo and all that is very affordable because I want them to be able to succeed. Mm. You know, if they come to me with 10 grand, I'll say you only want to spend about five grand on creating everything. And the rest should really be spent on advertising, because if you don't get the name out there, then it's not good. So every client that works with us, our goal is to because I look after the entire budget for their marketing. My goal is to always spend about 40% on resources, which includes us as well. So people who produce stuff for your brand, that's 40%. And 60% you need to spend on actual media. So media includes also SEO. So SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook ads, a newspaper ad, everything you think about, that's advertising. So that's media cost. Um, but if you spend less on media, that means you reach less people. And that's, you're not going to grow like that. So that's the main thing I want people to understand because they have this like deluded idea of what marketing is. And it's, it's the reason why they're failing. If people go and spend 11 grand on a website and they don't understand their return on investment, like you're not going to spend 11 grand on a car and not check if it's a good car. So why are you doing this when it comes to your business? Even our new business owners that listen to us today, I want to say listen to this podcast of Dina over and over again so that you don't miss, that you get those valuable info you gave us. 
but they come to you, have a two-hour consultation, you break it up to them, you put a plan in place with them. How do you, what's happening next? Do you yeah. work, so, walk them through that plan? Yeah, so it depends, right? It depends on, on how much experience that business owner has. Um, it depends on um, how much they can do themselves. Okay, so this, this is not, the, I don't have a magic wand, I tell that to people. To, in two hours, I can't fix you. Mm. But I can start to fix you, you know, and fix your marketing processes and all that in your business. What I'm giving you is a lot of tools. So it depends on what happens in that. Because, I mean, my strategy session has about 90 slides in that slide. <laughs> Some strategy sessions, I can only do like 10 slides because there's so much that hasn't been thought through that business owner doesn't understand what they're doing or how they're, point, how they're different. So I ask them a lot of questions. And a lot of what I say is also education for them. So they need time to process that. Because when I tell it to them, okay, what, what are you? Why are you different? That, that puts them on the spot. A lot of them haven't even thought about this. They're excited to do a business and they go out and they're like, yeah, I'm here. But no one is interested. Because you haven't put the effort through and understand, well, why am I different? What value am I giving to my target audience? You know, like If they're not thinking those things through, then their strategy is not ready. So we make sure your strategy is ready. Some people go through it really quickly. They've done the work, so we're able to nail the strategy quickly. We put that on an action plan and we start implementing. So because we're in an end-to-end -end agency, we do strategy and execution, it's, it's more cost-effective for them. So we know, okay, if you come to me, you already have a logo, I'll look at that. And we've done the strategy now. We know your emotional words. We know what you stand for. And then I look at your logo and I go, well, wait a minute, that logo doesn't say that. And you would agree with me now because you've, you've put on paper what you actually stand for. So this holds you accountable, which people don't realize. But when we do strategy session, I put a template together. I give it to them. And then I, if I meet them afterwards, so where is that? And they say, oh, I don't know, in a drawer somewhere. Well, no, it should be on top of your desk because this is actually cementing who you are as a brand. So everything you do moving forward, even if I'm not there holding your hand, you should look at that and go, oh, does this align or not align? So you look at everything you do and go, okay, does that align with the values of my brand? Does it align with what I want to achieve? But in the strategy session, we also look at your BHAG, which is your big, hairy, audacious goal. So where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you see this brand in 10 years? And this, this vision, if you keep it in front of you, like any, you know, anything in life, you have a vision, you have a vision board, and you put this in front of you, you will gravitate towards it. But if you put it in your drawer, <laughs> nothing will happen. So, yeah, I, I really give them the tools, but it's up to them to use those tools and be accountable. Because at the end of the day, and this is what we do, I've realized a lot in the last few months, we hold our clients accountable. You know, a lot of them, you know, not, don't necessarily like the fact that I hold them accountable. You know, they're like, oh, she's a huge pain in the butt, but, I, but yeah. she's really good at what she does. Mm -hmm. But it, it is, at, at the end of the day, it's your business. You need to be able, you know, we're here to support you 100%. It's just like when I used to work in corporation and I was the head of marketing. I was, you know, working with the director to support him and the vision of the company. So that's what we do. That is such an amazing service that you have out there. Business owners have a little bit of time available. Business owners is so into their business that they can't think outside. And as you were mentioning earlier, they spend a lot of money setting it up, got this business set up, and then nobody's interested. 
So that is where you come and say, but that's why they're not interested because the message is not being carried across correctly. Yeah, but it's a bit too late, you know, because I can't get you that 10 grand back. Yes. So it's like anything. It's like you go to build a house, right? You're not going to buy the bricks first. You're going to go to the architect and you're going to do a plan. You're going to have an engineer. But why is it when it comes to a business, we miss that? Yes. So for, I am like dumbfounded, you know, and I look at that. People come to me and say, oh, spend 20 grand on Facebook ads. Like, what? Why? You know, I met someone the other day. He said, I spent, I just paid a digital company $11,000. Transferred the money without like last week. Haven't even started the work, but he transferred the money. And I said, what are they giving you for 11000 He said, I don't know. And he read his contract and he called me and goes, oh my God, I didn't realize what he, they were giving me. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Who's holding those business owners accountable? Because when you come to me and you've already lost the money, it's too late. Yes. You know? Yeah. So what, what everyone should be thinking about is before I spend any money in marketing, I need to have a good plan in place. Or an expert like you to direct them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I give you the tools to make a plan, you yes. know? The plan is created and that plan should be for 12 months. So if you're a small business owner, you should have a 12-month marketing plan. Yes. Because... If you don't know where you're going, it's like me leaving you in the woods and go, good luck. (laughs) So it's not good. So we should really have a marketing plan. Everyone should hold themselves accountable. If you have a business and you don't have a marketing plan or a business plan, but a quick one, I'm not saying a 90-page business plan, a spreadsheet with 12 columns and understanding what's happening. So we call it an action plan. It's a marketing action plan. It's not a boring 90-page plan. And Dina, as you were saying, don't put that in the drawer or leave it there on the computer. It needs to be out there so you see it because it doesn't help you have it and do nothing about it. And that's where the accountability coming in that is literally gold for any business owner out there. Yeah, exactly. I hear a lot of stories about people saying, oh, Facebook doesn't work. LinkedIn doesn't work. I was like, really? They would be out of business if they didn't work. So when we're doing anything like a campaign, everything counts. The quality of the content counts. The word on that ad counts. The the click through, um, the funnel counts. Now, sometimes people don't check their funnel. So you send people to a website and they're like, no one's buying. Well, your checkout is broken. There's so much groundwork that needs to be done before you launch, before you press go. And people are just cutting corners and expecting it to work. It doesn't work like that, you know. Everything is a process and marketing is a process. So you should be able to work with someone who's giving you that structure. So you know that your chances of failure is is less (laughs) because because if not, you're going to fail. Dina, one thing that you also mentioned is processes and systems. That's what you say. You had your process and systems that you work with. How important is that within a business? Very important. So the first six months of this agency is two years old. Like this month is two years old, right? First six months, I spend a lot of money on processes and system. And actually, we're so busy at the moment. Like last week, uh, my marketing coordinator, Luisana, said to me, oh my God, if we didn't have that, <laughs> you know, we would die. Because yeah. um, everything is trackable. My agency is fully trackable. So any client, we, we give retainer packages to bigger clients, a million and over, because we manage all their marketing. So basically, instead of them hiring a marketing coordinator, what, 65 grand, 70 grand a year? I said, why do you put all that money on one person? Put it on a team. 
So we redirect that into a package. So they pay us for a set amount of hours every month. But that's put into a system that we use, a project management system, and we track it. So they, the clients see how much hours we spend on everything. I can run a report showing how much is design, how much is advertising, how much is this. So it's, that's the system. It's transparency. And this same system helps my team. So that whatever tasks are allocated to my team. So I have an end-to-end -end system. I see exactly, I can manage my costs. I'm probably one of the rare agencies that can manage creative cost because no one knows how long an idea takes you. But we all cost in hours. One of my accountant guys I'm, I'm working with at the moment, he asked me, he said, oh, do you know exactly how much money you make profit in each job? I said, yes, I know. He said, impossible, because you're a service agency. I said, no, I can, because it's all managed through my system. Yeah. And he looked at it and he was like, wow, like, that's impressive. Be I need to know though, because I like, see I come from a, a product management background, working in FMCG at Anchor Food. I had to know the profit in every product. So that kind of made me become so commercial aware, you know. I tell my team all the time, I said, okay, you're spending so much time on this, but we didn't, we didn't quote for this. So we need to find a way to, you know, move on and not, not spend time when it's not necessary. So my team also now understands what's, what we should charge, how we should work, but that in turn makes them value their time and their expertise. Because I, sometimes I say to them, that's not for you to do. It's admin work. Why are you doing this? Push it. You know, so I empower them, enable them to really master their area of expertise. Process and systems. Yeah. And I understand why you say you spent six months setting that up. Because now that your business is busy, you can strive. And oh, as yeah. you said, I had somebody resign. It doesn't throw me off. No. Because my processes and systems is in place. So tell me a few challenges. Because every business has these challenges. What is the challenges that you have to deal with? Probably time. I'm very time poor. And my daughter keeps saying to me, you said you were going to have your business to be free and you work more. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's very hard for me to to stop because it's I'm so passionate about this so that's my challenge you know that's that's my I think it's it's more about my self-control because I'm I, I love what we're doing and what we're creating the amount of amazing businesses we're helping just gets me going you know but then uh, for the first what I think the last month I've had my weekends off <laughs> but uh, before that I didn't have any weekend off so that was pretty crazy but it's just fun work is so fun that you just keep working which yeah. is not good, like you forget everything else. <laughs> so I'm happy that you have your weekends off because I know what that is to be a business owner. And um, we had so many times this conversation on this podcast, being a mum and a business owner, that is so challenging because everybody say time. Yeah. I would love to be a full-time mum. I would love to be a full-time business owner. But in today's life, that's some things that we need to challenge and yeah. balance out there. Yeah, but I, I don't think I would love to be a full-time mum. This mm. is like, I, I, I took that decision when Zara was one and I, I did look at it clearly and I wasn't very happy staying home for a year. Like I, I lost myself completely. I didn't know who I was. I was having spreadsheets at home on the fridge telling people what to do. I was crazy. So then we had a discussion and he, my husband's like, yeah, I think you need to go back to work <laughs> <laughs> because you're not happy, you know? And like, I don't think you can be a good mom if you forget who you are. So I decided to go back and also show her that you can do everything. 
but it's also very hard to do everything, you know, as a mom. Because we take, I mean, we, we're a wife, we're a mom, and we're a business owner, but we only have a set amount of time. So what I find always challenging for me is knowing when to stop before I burn out, you know, putting that little things like yesterday, I have a monthly massage schedule. That's mm-hmm. like non-negotiable. That's in my diary. <laughs> and then I started doing, um, I've got a personal trainer now who's online and jump, jumps on 5, 5.45 this morning. I was working out with yeah. her. And like, these are like people I put in my life now to support me. Because if I don't look up, I, I can't look after my body, obviously, you know, because my brain takes over. So I need to have a support system around me that does that. So my personal trainer holds me accountable. My massage therapist holds me accountable. My husband and my daughter, they say Friday night is family time. You know, you asked me to come on Saturdays and I say, sorry, can't come Saturdays because it's family time. So Saturday is Zara's day. And then uh, Sunday is again family day, football and all stuff like that. So, yes, so I'm like, unless there's an emergency, this is what happens. So I've put now this stuff in place to so so that I don't burn out. (laughs) Which is very important because... I work with a lot of business owners and I can tell you that one of my biggest challenges now is to make sure they look after themselves and they don't get to the point of burnout. And we had some of the clients that did get to that point. The journey of recovering is so hard and takes so much more of your time up. Prevention is much better than care. Yeah. So, and you as a business owner know yourself the best. Yeah. You know when it's it's coming your way, but you always say, just a bit longer, just a bit longer. Okay, when that happened, uh, but I like how you prioritize that. What I also like about you, Dina, is you don't try to let yourself be your own personal coach. You get an expert in and let they work with you. Yeah. You have to. I know where my weakness is. I mean, for the last 20 years, I've been every year I had a New Year resolution going, yes, I'm going to get fit this year. Nothing happened. Mm. 20 years. I've, I've come to realize that I can't do it. So yeah. I met Gail and Gail is an amazing personal trainer. She's actually 61 years old. Mm. So she knows the woman's body. Right. And I haven't injured myself at all. Mm. I've tried the gym and all that before. So I need a coach in that area. So I got mm. her. I've also got amazing business mentors, you know, like I've got a good friend of mine. He, he tells me a lot about business strategy and all that. Um, and and I, I always meet people that, I mean, all the p- people I've worked with were amazing business people and I've learned from them. So for me, everyone I've worked with over the years have been my mentors. And, I, you know, it's, you need to be able to look at someone who knows better than you in an area and go, OK, that's what I want to learn. So I'm going to stay with that person to learn this and then move on. So every year I look at what else can I do? How can I improve myself? I like that. I like that, that you just don't have New Year resolutions, but you say, how can I improve myself? And who do I need to bring in to make this happen? If you haven't done it by now, it means you're not going to do it by, on your own. So bring the experts in. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, and it's same with your business, right? Same with your business. If you're working with the same people for a long time and it's not working out, why are you still doing it? You yes. know? For me, what probably what I'm in my 40s now, you know, so midlife crisis, probably realization. But I, time is so precious for me. I don't want to waste time anymore. I'm, I'm on that journey where I'm going, okay, what else can we do? You know, how can we maximize our time? Um, everywhere, not just in my business, but in the family, 
everywhere. And I look at the future with, with Zara, with husband, and I'm like, okay, what, are, what can we do to make this the best life ever? Mm. Like, that's what I've come to realize. So what is your view on empowerment within your business? And how do you incorporate this within your business? We don't have staff. I've got team members and partners, right? Um, the way I've created this agency is very different. It's, it's basically, I call us like an Ocean's Eleven. There's something called the Hollywood model. Like any blockbuster that happens, like any amazing movie, like Game of Thrones is coming out this weekend, right? So, but they bring the best people to work on this movie. That's what we are. So we are like a, a small group of five. We're an expert in what we do. And we can expand in this area as much as, as they want to expand. So I, for me, it's like I'm creating a vessel where everyone can join in. Yesterday, I met two amazing videographers. One has like drama experience from Singapore, like drama on TV. It's like, wow, fascinating. Haven't met anyone with that amount of experience before. Another guy, he does amazing productions. And I'm like, well, would you want to partner with me? So I look at my business as like an extension for everyone who's amazing and who's a guru in their area. You know, in terms of a digital, um, I've got a digital partner that works really closely with me. And for me, it's like, okay, we can easily have a, a, a bigger agency, but sub agencies in those areas. So in my future, I'm looking at really empowering them in the sense of they becoming an owner as well of this agency, not just me. Because, you know, it's a, I always find when people hire people, they go, oh, you know, you're part of the family. Really? And show me the paperwork. No one will show you the paperwork, is it? So I always think it's a, no, no one was going to stay with you for a long time if you don't start saying, okay, you're really part of the family. So within the next five years, we would be stable enough so I can say to my partners, to go, okay, you can now be a shareholder in this company. We should do this together because it's working, because it's already working. So I've already had those discussions with a few of them because we can easily make that into a bigger, bigger agency if we work together. It's not just about me getting, getting richer over the years. It's not that. And I'm, I don't want people to be coming in and out of my agency. For me, it's a long-term long partnership. And this is what I think most agencies are struggling with at the moment. They don't have the right talent. Talent don't stay for long. So for me, I looked at that and I'm like, well, I don't want to have that problem. And I hate, you know, I'm, I'm a very loyal person. <laughs> Been in a relationship with my husband for like over 20 years now. Like, you know, you, you know you're a loyal person. Mm. So I don't like to have to look for new people all the time. For me, when I find the right person to fit my agency, I look at it like, okay, now you're part of the family. What do you want out of life? What do I want out of life? And how can we make it work together? And I like how you say, you're part of the family. Show me the paperwork. Mm. Oh, you're actually not part of the family. You're just visiting the family, yes. kind of. So to know, sometimes we don't have to employ, but we can partner up yeah, with um, someone. I mean, the um, creative industry itself has always had freelancer, mm. always. But the problem with freelancers is that they are extremely busy. They're time poor. So if someone is a freelancer, they, they just try to get as much work everywhere. It's not sustainable. So what I've done is I say, okay, I understand you're, you're allowed to freelance if you want to. I'm not going to stop you. But I want allocated time for me and my business. I want the quality of the work to stay the same. If this works, what I can promise you is we can keep increasing that over the years. 
But on top of that, if we get to a certain level, you can get a share of the profit, you know. But that they need to be at a level then when they understand how business works, right? Some of them already understand that, but some don't. But until they understand that how a business works, and the more they work with me because I'm so transparent and I show them, you know, I don't hide anything. I go, okay, this is how it works. This is how long you should be taking to doing this job because this is how much profit we should be making. If we're not making profit, why are we here? Why are we in business? Mm. So this is the kind of discussion I'm having with them to, so, to educate them. Because I always tell them, for me, my, my job, my priority at the moment is to make myself redundant. So I'm always thinking about how can this agency survive without me? This is my thing. I'm always thinking about it. I'm putting stuff in place every month to go, who can do this if I'm not around? And it's important for me to know that maybe not one person can replace me, but at the moment, my team can replace me. All of them together can replace what I do, <laughs> which is good because yes. I, I have built something in two years. I've built something quite incredible. You know, we have people who rely on us. We have clients who we are part of their company. And it's important for me that they feel safe with us. So they know now if I'm not around, um, they can contact Rizana. Rizana will sort it out for them or they can contact Lens or, you know. Mm. So for me, it's like they're, they're my team and they support me. They have my back. I have their back. So you had already tell me what, where are you going to be in 10 years from today? Because you already mentioned I'm working myself to get retired. So where are you going to be in a year or two years from now? So yeah. I can't ask you where you're going to be 10 years because you just told me I'm going to be retired by then. <laughs> well, I don't know what retirement looks like. You know, this is the funny thing. It's like people say retirement. What does that look like? I, I don't know. Because, you know, I'm not someone who can just sit by a beach and then do nothing. You know, I bring my laptop with me when I go to on holiday. So I'm, I cannot do nothing. But what I want to do is like I, can't, I keep evolving, you know. For me, in, in about a f probably in five years, that agency would only need me maybe one day or two days a week. That's how I look at it or even less. Right. Because it's functioning without me. What I want to do and I already started doing it now, I'm putting workshops I'm doing masterclass, marketing masterclass, because a lot of people don't understand marketing. So I'm giving that now at a really affordable price for small businesses to come and tap into it. So I can really see myself doing a lot of public speaking, marketing workshops, because that's where there's so much knowledge that I can give to people, experience that, I've, that I know. I mean, someone just sit with me for an hour and they learn a lot. So I want to share that with people because this should really live beyond me. So I'm looking at things that would really leave a legacy. You know, how can I help people, empower people? I'm passionate about farming as well. So we're already looking at, you know, where can we invest in a farm and do sustainable farming? So this is what I mean. Like, I don't mean, I don't know what retirement looks like because for me, there's so much, so much things that we could do in our life. So we can't just say, okay, I'm just going to create an agency and that's it. So I want to create an agency, I want to have a farm, I want to go and do public speaking. I don't even know what Zara will do when she grows up, you know, so maybe I'll support her doing whatever business she wants to do. Who knows? You know, my husband has a business, so we're like very busy. <laughs> so when I can say this in one sentence, you actually on your way to create a lifestyle, a lifestyle that you pick. Not a lifestyle that circumstances push you in, but a lifestyle that you pick. Yeah. And then the, the lifestyle is evolving. So you don't have a fixed, you know, image of it. 
but but you can at the moment it's like a vision board that I've got of multiple things I want to achieve because probably in the last year I've realized that we can do whatever we want nothing is stopping us it's just our mind and since I realized that I'm like wow but maybe my my mind is limited so I'm pushing myself to think a bit bigger every day I like the idea of the vision board for what you can see because with a vision board you can add and you can remove and that is the great thing of having a live vision board because that also gives you a little bit of purpose waking up in the morning, but also direction. That is where we're going. That is where we want to be. That's how we see ourselves doing life. That's how we see ourselves leaving our legacy and not just live life and being pushed around by not enough time or deadlines that we had to reach. So, Dina... In the last two years, you had built an amazing business. What is some of the highlights that were happening in this last two years? For me, it's really seeing some businesses succeed. You know, a lot of them, we meet them, they've plateaued or they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand where their marketing budget is going. And just giving them a bit of um, transparency in terms of, you know, settling the dust, them understanding what's happening in marketing and I mean, for, the excitement for me comes when I start showing them a return on investment graph because that takes a, a while for us to start getting some data in. But we can show them, okay, so you're paying, I don't know, $30 for a lead. You need to get 10 leads and then two of those convert, but those two conversion equates to X amount of business. But when someone starts seeing that, then they actually start return on investment on marketing because a lot of time I hear people say, oh, just we just pay this marketing money. We don't know where it goes. But why are you paying it if you don't know where it goes? Yeah. You should hold that whoever you're dealing with accountable and say, show me. Show me the money. <laughs> this is actually a meme we use internally a lot. We go, show me the money. <laughs> but we need to know because it's your money. And we're, de- we're doing business here, isn't it? So if we're putting money in, you need to know you're getting at least three times out. So your highlight is seeing the success of businesses that you have worked with. Is there any business story that you can tell us, that you can share with us, which was really one of your highlights? It's close to heart as well. Um, I can't tell you exactly what's happening internally because a lot of it is confidential. But what what one of my highlights is actually in the last month because... Okay, so we, whatever strategy we use for our clients, all this process, we use on ourselves. So I spend the first six months, you know, really cementing what we are, what we do, why it matters and who, who we want to work with. And our big hack is to, it's to help a million business owners make the world a better place. Because our purpose is to make the world a better place, one business at a time. And there's a lot of amazing businesses out there who are doing the right thing. We're not just focusing on money. So last month in July, we started working with Crunchbox. I don't know if you know Crunchbox, they do chocolate. And I had a strategy session. Crunchbox does like vegan, uh, wholesome chocolate. They're amazing. So local guy, um, amazing young entrepreneur. He did all this himself and his brother. Like, I'm so impressed with what they've done. And then he said to me in the strategy session, I said, okay, went to why, why does it matter? And he said to me, he wants to heal the world with chocolate. That resonated with me. I actually got shivers because I thought, wow, we are on the right track because I'm attracting those really good business owners. He didn't mention money. You know, he didn't mention all this. Like, of course, money is important. But what's driving him is to, you know, make the world happier 
with chocolate. And then I said, do you, do you really realize that there's a lot of what you're saying is actually very meaningful because you could do healing properties of chocolate. So you can have chocolate that actually have like um, herbs in it or stuff like that, that is healing. He said, yes, I've been thinking about it. So he's actually thinking like that. But imagine this, because we know how treats are bad for you, but he's doing wholesome, healthier treats. Well, this is just like amazing stuff. Love that story. And I'm, I will definitely look out for them and go and see what they do. And they're local, Perth? Yeah, they're local. Mm. They're local in Perth. They're, it's in Malaga. And they're actually in a lot of the IGAs and the good grocers and all that. So you get their chocolate and, and their, their cakes are amazing. You know what? That's one of the things everybody always want to stop, having cakes and sweets. So if there's a cake or a sweet or a chocolate, that's like your medicine. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> and healthier for you. Healthier, <laughs> yes, definitely. So as the brand guru, I have picked up from you a few things that really impress me. And that's probably that I've always seen you wear your brand colors as you dress. I've also got some um, promo items in my office that I've been sent by you. How important is it for you that the brands out there is visible and that they stay on top with the colors of the brand? Yeah, so I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest about this, you know. So at the beginning, when you're creating a brand, it's very important for you to maintain your color, your presence, um, all of your brand style guide, you need to respect it because you're in the foundation of creation awareness phase of your brand. So no one knows you. So when people don't know you, and if I see, I don't know you and I see you at a party, right next time I see you you've got a different haircut and a different color you know every time I see you you look different I'm gonna be confused I'm like what's wrong with that person your brand is the same so you need to maintain consistency for the first I would say depends how quickly you move two to five years of your of your of your brand be consistent when you're known and you're stable like apple for example who cares what color apple is no one cares you know doesn't matter because they've already they've cemented their brand so it's very important at the beginning to do that but also there's a psychology behind colors you know yeah your brand is yellow it's a happy brand you know you're a happy person so we need to understand the psychology behind the brand that we have and is it representing us is it making people feel the way we want them to feel then then we, we keep pushing that forward Dina, you have shared so much value with us today. Amazing value for any business owner that just started or is already in the process to just say, put the brakes on. There's a few things that I need to get in place before I can go any forward with my business. What will be your favorite phrase that you would want to leave our audience with today? It's not the critic that counts. It's the men in the arena. If you would like to know more about Dina and her work with Brand Guru Agency, you can find her details on the episode description. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. 
You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.